0: All right, we are back for year two of PowerMazoo.com on YouTube and whatever other channels you might watch it on. Gabe Diarman and Mitchell Forty here. And this is, I understand it is Sunday afternoon. This is normally going to be our Monday show, the weekend recap presented by True Sun Exteriors. My goal for this year is to manage to remember to thank our sponsors at the beginning of every show. So I'm not doing it after like five minutes of mindless drivel uh, from us. So True Sun Exteriors and actually Interiors, now they've expanded uh, their business over the last few years. But uh, True Sun Exteriors will take care of all your home improvement needs. They can help anyone looking to upgrade their new new and existing home not you, Texas and Oklahoma. Sometimes you need a professional to come see your space and help make it work for you, unless you're a Sooner or a Longhorn and you've already ruined that space. The team over at True Sun Exteriors and Interiors were voted the best of Columbia 2021 when it comes to home remodeling. Their experienced team can do it all. True Sun Exteriors and Interiors, it's not just a name, it's a passion. Call them today, 573-442-7292. And you can also find them on the internet, True Trueson, like it's right up there in the corner, T-R-U-E-S-O-N, Exteriors. Just Google search it. It'll pop up. You'll be able to find them. I am going to switch over real quickly. I uh, forgot to turn my Wi-Fi off and go to my hardwire. So hopefully we won't have a bump here. We'll find out real quick. I don't know. Mitch will start talking if you can't, uh, can't see me momentarily. But I'm still here. Uh, it appears to be working. Hopefully everybody else can see me. Uh, Mitchell, we got new graphics, like new sponsors. We got music and still just us though.
1: Yeah. I feel like, I feel like we're pretty legit. I mean, I think, uh, you know, the haters thought that we were only going to make it one year, just only killing time during the pandemic. But here we are back and better right. than ever. I, we have many haters. So <laughs> yes, I, like yes. I I um, picked up a
0: few extras this weekend.
1: That's true. That has nothing to do with the YouTube channel, but um, (laughs) yeah, no, I'm excited. I think it's going to be cool. You'll, you'll be, on YouTube uh, five days a week. I will be here with you from time to time. And uh, I think it's going to be a nice supplement to our, uh, our written product.
0: Yeah, and appreciate everybody who is joining us live here. And that will always be an option. Uh, you know, we will tweet out and post the live streams. Normally, again, we'll record this show on Mondays. We'll have a recruiting show. Tuesdays, 573 report is Wednesdays like, uh, like it was last year. On Thursdays, we're going to do uh, a weekend preview show, basically an opponent preview. The next couple weeks, we'll just be previewing the SEC in general. After that, we'll obviously get into uh, previewing Missouri's opponent for the weekend. Those will always be available for you guys to watch live if you want to, but the main focus is going to be to put the the replays on the site. Uh, we will turn every single show into a podcast. That's part of the reason we got the music, so we don't have 60 seconds of, of dead air at the beginning. Um, so, yeah, you'll, you'll be able to, uh, to see it all over. I, I see that... Uh, you guys say Mitchell is a little quieter than me, which is normal. I have turned his microphone up. Hopefully it works. Um, again, hey, we're, we're taking a shot. Sometimes uh, there are some technical details that we'll have to work through. And, and anything that, that sounds weird or looks weird on your guys, end, just throw it in the comments and, and we'll do our best to adjust it. Um, all right, so hey, this is kind of the weekend review. Normally on Mondays, we're going to have a football game to be talking about. Um, we obviously don't quite yet. It is, what, August 15th, so Missouri has not opened the season yet. The first couple of these, will will be kind of just reviewing what's going on the week before, and, and I guess, Mitch, the, the place to start is, uh, hey, there's a new athletic director and initial impressions of uh, Desiree Reed-Francois.
1: Yeah, so uh, Missouri made the hire a week ago today, almost exactly actually a week ago, Sunday afternoon, and uh, Desiree-Reed Francois was introduced on Wednesday, and uh, I mean, you know, I know no one no one cares about necessarily our approval, but I, I thought she was impressive, you know, I, I thought she came off as as genuine, as, uh, you know, not not awkward in, in an interview setting, but also mm-hmm. not fake, you know, I didn't, it didn't feel like she was, uh, you know, trying to, to sell something, you know, like a used car salesman type vibe, so... Um, you know, I, I enjoyed getting a chance to talk with her. I know you you got a chance to talk with some of her family and wrote a really nice story on that. I encourage people to look for that if they haven't read it already. Um, so yeah, it it, it was good. Um, she, her official first day of work is today, and basically, um, I thought the most newsworthy thing from her introductory press conference was Moon Choi basically saying. Yeah, we, we pushed Jim Sturk out because it's time to to change the direction a little bit. You know, this isn't going to be business as usual anymore. We're going to make some deep changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm curious to see what that's going to look like over the next few months.
0: Yeah, real quick, want to shout out Pocket Watch, Justin, Davin, Case, some of you guys that, that were regulars on here last year joining us uh, for the first one this year. And uh, we'd love to have you. Davin had asked about the Wednesday night show being at night. We're probably going to record most of these in the days. Honestly, we are adjusting to what we're better for our schedule um other than than game day when we don't have a choice but yeah back to to desiree desiree reed francois i'm going to mispronounce that many times and uh and confuse myself <clears throat> but I, like let's establish first i think it's difficult to lose the press conference right right i mean mm, to, you've got to be really bad in a press conference for people to walk out and say hmm I, I didn't like that at all. I didn't like what they said. Um, some are better than others. You know, I remember the the Frank Haith press conference, people walking out and saying, oh, man, that was that was great. Like, I, I expected to hate this guy, and I kind of like him, and then they hated him again later. Um, you know, but I will say that after going to that event, I was more impressed than I thought I was going to be going in that probably sounds bad. He shouldn't make the judgment. But just looking at the resume and stuff, and I watched her introductory press conference from UNLV, and I said, Yeah, I don't know. But like you said, she's personable. She's able to carry on a conversation. Um, you know, she seemed comfortable, which none of that means she'll be good, bad, or indifferent. We have no more idea if she's going to do the job well than we did on you know Wednesday morning before we met her but hey step one is is making a good impression and you only get one chance to do it I thought she did that and you mentioned the Choi stuff and and I've had a few people kind of say to me in private and I actually tend to agree with them I know Moon Choi was asked but I don't love the kick and dirt on Jim Sterk's grave I, I mean I, I don't know that it was a a necessary thing to do, especially because I'm going to guess for a million and a half dollars, Jim probably signed something that said he's not going to talk about Missouri.
1: Right. Yeah. No, I was actually a I, I was a fan of uh, him answering the question because it it gave me a lead to my story. Um, but yeah, I think generally <laughs> speaking, from a you know if you're talking from an operating a university and athletics department standpoint, yeah, I mean, like you said, Jim Stark probably doesn't have the chance to answer back at all um that said he is getting a million
0: and a half dollars so i don't feel
1: that bad for him like if right. someone wants to pay me two years worth of my salary to not work i would i would consider it i'd probably do that
0: so for sure yeah um that check is not in the mail for me i don't know if <laughs> someone else is gonna pay you to do that but uh but that's not coming from me but you know also i've had people say look this is like that's who moon choy is he is a yeah He's a hard ass like he's in and, and that doesn't mean he's bad at his job. In many ways, it might mean he's good at his job, but uh, there's not a lot of like, uh, you know, Kumbaya, I think with Moon Choi. It's hey, we're here to do a job. If you don't do it, I'm going to kick you out and then I'm going to tell everybody I kicked you out. Um, so
1: yeah, and I, I think probably Desiree Francois was able to to get a feel for that before taking this job. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, athletic directors know each other. She's been around the business for a long time. She's been around people who 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 know Mizzou. You know, Conzo Martin, Whit Babcock, others. Um, and, and, you know, Muntoy wasn't afraid to say at her intro press conference, like, look, you know, I've got high standards and I I, want, I think she's going to be the one to lead up to him. I want her to shake things up. And so yeah. I, I think in a sense that kind of gives her the green light to, you know, make some changes and not try to, you know, sometimes you, you try to you know cling to certain traditions or whatever. Um, she, you know, she doesn't have to feel like she has to do any of that. Um, certainly there will be pressure to perform, but I think she also kind of has a green light to to make whatever changes she feels necessary.
0: Yeah, and so on that front, uh, look, day one, everybody obviously has to ask the question. She said the only thing she can say, which is, hey, I've got a lot of people to meet and I've got to listen and I've got to learn as far as what's on the docket for her. But uh, just about, I don't know, 20 minutes ago, uh, Tennessee put out a release that Ryan Alpert, who was, I don't know if he was technically the number two person in the Mizzou Athletic Department, um, but he was brought in a little over a year ago, and and look, he was brought in with the idea that he might be Missouri's next AD after Jim Sterk left. Now, because that happened sooner than anticipated, that was never really a thing, but uh, a lot of people at Missouri really liked Ryan Alpert and, and brought him back. Tennessee released that he is going to Knoxville to be the deputy AD there, which is the same title here. Now here... He was in charge of fundraising, basically, kind of TSF. There, he is going to be focused more on internal relations, um, which means less the outside fundraising and more, hey, day-to-day operations of the athletic department, which is a more reasonable path to being an athletic director. Like, if you eventually want to be an AD, you've got to do that, but... Whatever. I don't think most people care if Ryan Alpert is leaving or not leaving, to be honest. But it's more to me illustrative of a point that we were joking over text. By this time next month, I may not know anyone at the Mizzou Athletic Department. Like I've covered this place for 18 years. And even before this, I mean, when Jim Sterk retired, I started going through my phone going, who do I call to verify this because everybody I know seems to have left here and now more people are likely going to leave because that's what happens when there's a new boss.
1: Yeah, so just to be clear like we don't think this was, you know, uh, something that was precipitated no. by Desirée Reed Francois saying get out, you know. Like you said she's been on or, the job one Or
0: or by him everyone. meeting Desirée Reed Francois and saying I can't work with her. That that exactly. that was not the case. No. Yeah.
1: Right, and everyone had, had spoken highly at least to me of, of the job Ryan Alpert did. Um, you know, like you said, I think everyone thinks he's got a very good chance to be an athletic director someday, but yeah, you know, anytime you have turnover, there's changes and there already was a ton. I mean, you know, the, the sports information department pretty much got completely turned over in the past year, uh, really even less yes. than a year. Um, and, you know, a lot of cuts were made due to COVID where it's questions on, you know, it's, is that going to position going to be filled combined with other positions? It's a, it's going to be a very different looking athletic department here, um, in a few months.
0: No question, um, all over the place. So it'll be interesting to see who she brings in. Look, we we hope I, I'd like by the by the football season, maybe a chance to to have a one on one with her and, and get a little bit more information than we were did the best we could on on Wednesday. But it's an introductory press conference, so we will learn more about her. She will learn uh, more about the landscape at Missouri. I, I did laugh a little bit I, when I watched her UNLV introductory press conference in 2017. I think she got four questions. I mean, like, I think she got four questions just from me on, on yeah. day one here. So it's a little bit different environment on her side, too. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm sure, you know, that's partially welcome. I mean, it's it's yeah. a, it's easier to fill seats and, you know, upgrade, raise money and upgrade your facilities and all that if people care. And certainly, you know, you come to the SEC, you know, as they say, it just means more. So yeah. definitely a little bit more than in Vegas.
0: Yeah, she did work that in and, and like... Mm-hmm. We're all on the same page here. The question from Mike Kelly about Texas and Oklahoma was clearly a plant, right? Like that was planned oh, beforehand.
1: Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's fine. You know, right. Mike yeah. Kelly can do what he what he, what he right. wants. And she's allowed to, you know, request what question if the you know, that that's fine. But yeah, that yeah. was funny.
0: Yeah, he runs the show. So uh once again this is and, and and look, we won't do this every five minutes during the season. But while we're kind of getting you guys used to to what we are doing this year, this is the weekend recap. We don't have the the show titles on the screen because hey, we've got this fancy logo that Paul Burkhart designed for us. The the Power Mizzou stuff. We want to get our sponsors' logo up there. This one every Monday going to pre- be presented to you by True Sun Exteriors. Uh, look, I've I've really been careful to work with sponsors that I've worked with outside of uh outside of just hey will you guys pay us some money to to sponsor our shows like I will tell you Barry Rowe and all the guys over at True Son like they've done a ton of stuff around my house uh, they they built us a new fence. They put siding on our house. They we had a bunch of stuff redone last year. Um, anybody that ever asked me who to go for to for home improvement in Missouri, I tell them to go to True Sun Exteriors. Over the course of the year, they have written me some uh, some little you know fifteen second ads. They're very clever and all very tailored to uh, Mizzou sports. For example, um, they say that a bad remodel is like putting a bad hairpiece on a Kansas basketball coach. So they know their audience. Uh, we appreciate them joining us once again 573-442-7292 if you want to get a hold of them or true sun exteriors um just google it you'll you'll find their website pretty easily so speaking of things that it's way too early to judge and we really know nothing about um hey we've seen i don't know four football practices i think well let me rephrase that (laughs) we've seen 45 minutes of three football practices and about 25 snaps of a scrimmage
1: Yep, that's about right. So yeah, um, you know we have been out been able to get out to fall camp practices in person, which is a very welcome improvement from last season. Um, got a chance to do some in person interviews, which has been great. Yeah. We have not really been able to see much of of importance on the field. We did see a little bit of the scrimmage action last week, but you know, not just really nothing that, that I think either of us would be comfortable drawing sweeping conclusions off of. But yeah, you know, we're starting to, to get in the groove. We've talked to at this point, almost every scholarship player we're allowed to talk to. Um, newcomers are still off limits until they play their first game. But uh, yeah, we, uh, you know, starting to get a feel for for kind of what a depth chart might look like right now and who the coaching staff is high on just also with the understanding that we take those things with massive grains of salt.
0: Right, and that can change. Probably some of it will change in the next two and a half weeks, but largely, and this is what what happens when you cover a program literally every day of the year, like we don't come into fall camp going, I wonder who's going to start at left guard. Like we have a pretty good idea who's going to start at a lot of places. I mean, so there's plenty of things we know. Um, I mean, when I look at it, Is there a place that you say today, I'm not sure who the starters are going to be? I mean, I'm not sure at cornerback who the starters are going to be, right? People Mm -hmm. think that Allie Green and that um, Caleb Evans were brought in to start and will start along with Ennis Raikstra, but that's going to have to be proven in camp. I don't for sure know that yet. Other than that, I think it's offensive the offensive tackles, right tackle and left tackle, I'm not sure, but other than that I think we could name every starter today.
1: Yep, those were going to be my picks as well, the yeah, the slot corner and then the corner opposite NS draw on defense and then both tackles on offense are the, are the only ones that are really even I think I mean, much of a question at this point. So, we'll uh do some more, you know, writing and talking about those positions in the days to come, but um, yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, and we, we put some stuff in the in the chamber the other day for, for those who are on the site, so what we kind of think the depth chart was looking like right now. So we're at about 18 or 22, plus obviously punter and kicker, sure thing. So if you want to add punt returner and kick return to the list of unknowns, I guess you could, but that's about it.
0: I, I think those will be either Mookie Cooper or Dominic Lovett, to be honest. Those are the two freshmen that, like, we'll just tell you today, they're playing. I, I mean, right. there's, there's no red shirt in those kids' future. There will be others, well, yeah. but those two absolutely positive uh left tackle Javon Foster or Zeke Powell right tackle Hyron White or Connor Wood the only other one are we pretty sure that Jalen Carlis is the second safety
1: I think so now you know I'm Jelani Williams was the guy who played when Tyree Gillespie was hurt last year mm-hmm. um and you know he he's some people have you know Generated some hype about him uh, online this year. You know, going in, I've you know some people from St. Louis saying they've heard big things about him. Every time I look at the first team defense, which granted is not many times, <laughs> right. but you know in practice, it's it's Jalen Carley's out there, and the coaching staff. You know, he he was starting all spring. Jelani Williams was out with an injury. The coaching staff spoke super highly of him. And he made actually a, a really nice play of the, you know, few we watched in the scrimmage the other day. Granted, you know, that's one play out of however many they've had in, in practice, but right. I'm just saying he looked comfortable out there and he's a really good athlete. He clearly has an act for picking up new positions because he went from wide receiver to cornerback last year and played quite a bit as a true freshman. He's, he would be my bet. Um, but yeah, it's possible that that, that could be Jelani Williams. Just, you know, also I think the other spot, like it's possible that, uh, Someone else could start at left guard, maybe mm-hmm. Luke Griffin instead of Xavier Delgado. But, like, I feel pretty comfortable, you know, penciling in uh, Carlisle and Delgado there.
0: Yeah, and and Carlisle is actually a guy who – I had somebody tell me over the summer, they viewed a little bit like they viewed in a strike straw last year, which was – Hey, if we throw him out there, there might be a couple of rough patches early on, but also if we throw him out there by mid-season to late season, we're really going to like what we see out of him at safety. So I I think he's probably the guy that has the edge there. Um, So we've got, what do we have? Maybe three more open practice, three or four more open practices left, I think. Sounds about right. Yeah, I think four. And and then uh, fan day is next Saturday, which includes an open practice, which... We can go to and sit in the stands. I don't really anticipate much happening there, right? Because anything where people can view it, coaches become convinced that it's going to be online and it will be, certainly. So uh, so they don't tend to do a lot at those. It's why the spring game is always uh, fairly uneventful. Um, and, and I would expect the open practice to be similar. But uh, a lot of excitement and um, a lot of things of interest, you know, things that are starting to affect Missouri around the country. I saw Boston college lost a, a starting defensive tackle for the season to injury. Kentucky named its starting quarterback today. So, Hey, I mean, we're what 19, I guess, as of today, 20 days away from the season opener. So it is uh, it is coming up quickly.
1: Yeah, and that does actually bring up one notable thing. Really, the most impactful thing that can happen in fall camp is injuries. And yeah. to our knowledge, and granted, this could change when we show up to practice tomorrow and see someone out, but to our knowledge, Mizzou hasn't any had any real significant ones. There was a couple of things before camp, a couple freshmen mm-hmm. who had injuries, and then Jamarian Gooch uh, had a medical issue, so he's not going to be playing at Mizzou. But um, so far, it seems as though Mizzou's been pretty entry-free, which is obviously a good thing.
0: Yeah, a couple of guys kind of got banged up at times during the scrimmage, but Eli Drinkwitz told us afterwards, like, we don't think it's anything that's that's going to impact them even for the next practice. So our next practice is tomorrow, and and hey, really the only thing we do at practice is take a roster and go through and say, okay, who's not here, who's not here, who's not here, and then ask why they aren't here. And then Eli Drinkwitz says entertaining things like uh, they're dealing with uh, – Sickness. With sickness sickness yeah so uh so that's that um in part 3 and and again when we're doing these daily shows last year a lot of times they went an hour an hour and 15 minutes they're going to be shorter this year guys we're doing six of them over over 5 days every week uh we're we're probably going to hold most of these to 20 30 minutes um so want to hit on recruiting Missouri picked up uh a commitment from Xavier Simmons, a linebacker who had been committed to Virginia Tech. I, I found it interesting. I talked to him this morning, and uh, you know, I said, you know, why'd you make the switch? And he said, I wanted to play in the SEC. And now this is a kid who only committed. He he officially visited in June and committed to Virginia Tech in June. You know, but he said initially I didn't want to go that far away. But the more my family and I talked about it, we decided it was okay. He wanted to play in the SEC, so. I almost struck me as kind of a, he maybe wanted to go to Missouri initially, uh, took the option closer to home, and then the more he thought about it, just said, no, I'm just going to go ahead and move halfway across the country.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, really, the biggest news of yesterday wasn't that Mizzou got a flip from probably its top linebacker on its board. It's that everyone hates you now. (laughs) Um, But, um, yeah, so... I mean, really, I think a good pickup, like, I'm not going to pretend to be a scout, right? But, you know, he's a guy who we know Mizzou was high on going into the summer. They brought him out for an official visit, um, and he's a guy who, you know, the the staff – dj smith has north carolina connections steve Wil- Wilkes has north carolina connections they uh have been prioritizing him for a while gone with he's uh you know a, a highly rated guy on i think high, a little higher rated on on 247 maybe in line for a rating so again i have no idea but the staff seems to like him which uh, probably means more than than you know the actual yeah. number next to his name on rivals
0: yeah whether dj smith likes him is probably more important than whether you or i like him and uh dj yeah. smith appears to like him so yeah, obviously, look, when when I put out that Missouri was getting a flip, when Eli Drinkwitz put out Missouri was getting a flip, everybody immediately went to, oh my God, it's Luther Burden Day. I, and like, it's just not probably going to be Luther Burden Day in the middle of August. And even if it is Luther Burden Day, at some point in the middle of August, the kid has four official visits lined up, regardless of what happens. And it's a reason I don't think it's going to happen until the very end, if it does happen, but... Regardless, he's taking visits. Like, whoever Luther Burden is committed to up until December whatever day, signing day opens this year, that staff is not going to feel comfortable that they have him until that letter is in. So, you know, I, we do, we think, yes, Missouri has a chance. Missouri's involved. Everybody knows that. But we don't think it's going to happen in August, guys. And even if it does, yeah. you got four months of sweating to, to see if it sticks.
1: Yeah, no, 100% um. agree.
0: So uh, there you go. There's my uh, there's there's my disclaimer. Um, you can hate me for uh, getting your expectations up. That's fine. Um, you know, hey, every every uh, every movie needs a villain. So I'll I'll be the villain for uh, for a day or two. Um, we think with Xavier Simmons, like they might take one more linebacker because Cameron Wilkins transferred, might not has to be the right guy. Um, but linebacker is one. And really, it's more for this year, I think you're concerned, than down the road, because they have Blaze Aldridge, they have Devin Nicholson, and then they have some freshmen and some younger guys, so I think by next year and the year after, you'd feel a little bit better about the depth. I mean, you're not going to get a commitment from anybody that makes you feel better about you know September 11th in Lexington, Kentucky.
1: Yeah, so yeah, a couple points here. One... Uh, I see linebackers being one of those positions where they probably wait, uh, you know, and see how the season shakes out. And then if they find the right guy, be it a transfer, be it a high school prospect, they, they take him. Um, you know, Eli Drinkwitz told us at media day, probably won't take more than 16 or 17 commitments prior to the season and then hold off and wait and see where the priorities are, who's coming back because of the crazy eligibility stuff, and then go from there. Um, point number two on the linebackers, um, you know, Yes, I think that it's a concern this year. Um, You know, you you have two starters, which is good. And linebacker is not a position where you need to sub out every play. But it is a position where obviously injuries can happen. It's a very physical spot. You know, we saw it happen last year. And I think, I don't think Missouri probably feels amazing about its depth right now. You know, Chad Bailey has played a little bit and he missed the first uh, couple weeks of camp. He had the sickness. Yeah. yeah, We we want to be clear.
0: We don't know what sickness. He was dealing with sickness was the official diagnosis.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, he's got a little game experience, but you know, he hasn't shown me a ton. And then the guy, the other guys there are guys who have never played for Mizzou basically before, you know, Jamie Petway, Will Norris, and a couple true freshmen. So you feel you'd you worry a little about the depth, but I actually maybe worry a little bit more about the starters next year because I, you know, Aldrich obviously is gone. He, right. He's actually out. He's one of the few who's actually out of eligibility after this year. <laughs> and I would not be stunned if Devin Nicholson says, I've started like 25 straight games yeah. now, assuming he's healthy all year. What more do I really have to prove? Like, I mean, let me just go to the NFL. And obviously that depends how he plays this year. How, you know, draft us uh, scouts give his stock, all that. But yeah, if that were to happen, yeah. you definitely have a bit of a hole there.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's hit one question real quick before we kind of wrap things up here. Um, Keegan says, is lacks ability to throw the ball downfield and hit big plays, the biggest key to the offense being successful? I, yeah, you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, so actually, I'll, I I kind of am going to give the answer Drinkwitz gave the other day, uh, is that, you know, in order for Downfield passes for the offense to have a good downfield passing game, it's got to be more than just base lack, right? right? That means the offensive line is able to protect. That means your receivers are able to get open and, and you know create some separation, and that means your quarterback is able to connect on those passes. And if if Missouri has all of those three things, yeah, you feel pretty good, um, because you know yes, they lost Larry Roundtree, but you can usually find a running back replacement. And mm-hmm. I do think Tyler Beatty brings some good things to this offense that Drinkwitz will be able to use. Um, and I think the you know the interior, of the offensive line is pretty strong which should help, you know, in the running game. I think pass protection is a little bit of a question mark. I think, um, you know, Baselak's ability to take the next step is a question mark. And there's reason to believe he can. But yeah, so I think if you have those three ingredients, that means the offense should be better.
0: And and I think, uh, I mean, Missouri's best offensive game last year was LSU, right? Pretty Mm -hmm. pretty easy to say. Well, you know why? Because Chance Looper had a 70-yard reception. And because they hit some big plays. Like, you just can't count on unless you are just unbelievable everywhere offensively, you can't count on just being able to go down the field six yards at a time. Somewhere along the line, you've got to have a kid that breaks a tackle or a blown coverage in an open receiver. You've got to get a 60-yard play. Um, And Missouri didn't have very many of those last year. You know, because Roundtree. He was a good running back, but he wasn't busting 50-yarders very often. Tyler Beatty had a couple that really helped bring him back against Arkansas. But again, that's their good offensive game. If if you look at the rest of the games where, frankly, they were probably below average offensively, it's because – If you force an offense to go six yards at a time down the field in 14 plays, usually they're going to screw one of those 14 up and either get behind the chains or turn the ball over or something like that. So, yeah, the big play is is something that was missing last year. Uh, They're going to count on, I I think, Cooper and Lovett some for that. I think Towski Dove is going to be counted on for that. Talked a lot about throwing some jump balls to Kiki Chisholm. So, we'll see. There's a lot of ways to get it done. I expect the offense to be better than it was last year but not by any means the full Eli Drinkwitz experience that he'd like to see when he has this thing up and going yeah I kind of agree and, and to your
1: point too I mean Drinkwitz clearly recognized that the offense needed to create more explosive plays last year because remember how creative he tried to get I mean he was having receivers throw like a pass a game yeah flea flickers to to, all over the place things going downfield so yeah I think certainly if you could do that without having non-quarterbacks throw the ball it would probably be best
0: yeah. So, um, appreciate you guys joining us here. This is, uh, again, the initial, we will normally do this sometime midday on Monday, but we are at football practice from ten thirty to about one tomorrow. So, uh, wanted to get this live on Sunday night. We'll, we'll put it up, uh, on the site. It'll be up on the site tomorrow morning. All of our shows this week are going to also be put into podcast form. So you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, I know we're on all those. You can uh, there's probably SoundCloud. There's probably some other places you can find it. Wherever you get your podcast, basically. So before we go, I'm going to ask you guys to do a couple things. Make sure you subscribe to the U- YouTube channel. You know, give us some, some subscriptions, some likes, uh, comments, whatever. Hit the like button during our videos. Also, if you listen to these on podcast, just rate the show. Uh, positive comments on the show. I, I have no. I don't really understand all the analytics and all this stuff, but I know it helps. Uh, If you say you really like us and give us five stars, more people see the show. So we'd appreciate it if you do that. If you hate us, that's cool. You can hate us too, but just kind of maybe don't rank us then just just maybe kind of tell somebody you don't like us and don't give us one star and make fewer people see us. So uh again this is the weekend in review sponsored by True Sun Exteriors and Interiors. You can get a hold of them, Barry and Jeff and everybody else over there uh does great work. 573-442-7292. They're going to be sponsoring our Monday shows Throughout the year, we will do this all football season long, um, and again, obviously, two to three uh, preseason episodes as well, because we are now in daily football season mode. Uh, Mitch and I have had our teacher summer, and we're back to uh, back to working seven days a week. So, appreciate you guys joining us. Hope you'll join us uh, next. Next thing, we'll have Tuesday afternoon uh sean williams is going to join me for a recruiting show so we will do that every tuesday uh hope you guys are here then or at least watch the replays so uh football practice tomorrow and we will see you over on the site thanks for watching